3: Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down.
2: I am your
3: voice. So to every parent,
1: I have missed you all since Tuesday. Uh, We had amazing shows on Monday and Tuesday. So fantastic. Everything you could want in a show. Perfect rhythm, perfect flow, uh, excellent dialogue. So many things established and addressed. uh, And the show just keeps getting better and better. Uh, We're listened to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, like always, if you missed any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, Visit our media site, thenexgenusa.com, and also remember, in about a month, we will be releasing a brand-new media network that will be 24-7, and uh, we will be having many notable people doing their own shows on this new big network that we're putting together. Uh, America's Toughest Sheriff Joe Arpaio will be the face of the network, as well as uh, Robert Spencer will be the face as well. So those two guys who are huge names, uh, America's Toughest Sheriff Joe Arpaio and Director of Jihad Watch Robert Spencer. Obviously, everybody knows they have millions and millions of followers, so we're very lucky to have them and, and bring them aboard. And uh, definitely uh, a, lot of, a lot of things to look forward to with this new media site, and uh, I can't wait to share it with all of you. So at this point, uh, we're looking at late August uh, for launching which is still perfect timing I mean political season is is just starting and uh, you know we we got a, we got a lot of a, a lot of stuff uh, definitely um, to keep up on that's for damn sure um, a lot of money though a lot of money's going into this and uh, we wanted to definitely do this right and, and have it live to its highest extent and its highest standard and make sure that that it uh, succeeds because you know to do to you know succeed and to be successful and, and maintain in these, in the media industry today, you know, with, with a network, you, you need you need lots of money to make it uh, go accordingly, make the production right on par. And uh, everybody in the business knows what I'm talking about. Um, a lot to get into, a lot to get into tonight. There's so many things, um, you know, but like, like uh, you know, I do all episodes, and I want to thank you guys again, you know, all my co-hosts, guests, uh, sponsors, and uh, audience, you guys are incredible. You guys are all incredible. And uh, my audience, the weekend is approaching, which is always a fantastic and relieving feeling. And uh, I hope you guys got great plans for the weekend. I, uh, it's always a, a very uh, fun time for myself. I always like when the weeks are, are, are coming to an end. Uh, but let me introduce uh, to the show we have on the line Dr award-winning speaker, professor, veteran, technology expert, best-selling author, and currently the Commissioner of Parks and Recreation for Maricopa County,
4: Dr. Bob Branch. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, Rory. It's been a long time. Uh, I know that you were off the air for a couple weeks on a great vacation, and uh, I kind of extended it. I was teaching uh, doctoral residencies for the last week, and
5: Right. Getting these
4: uh, guys up and running with their doctoral degrees. And man, I look forward to your show tonight. It's good to be back.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, I, I also uh, would like to welcome, uh, I believe we have him on, uh, popular talk show host, uh, Desert Store veteran, columnist, and activist, Eric Thompson. Eric, how are you?
6: Hey, good evening. Uh, thanks again
2: for having me uh, back on the show.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here. Uh, also, want to welcome to the show. Uh, I believe we have him with us. We have. Give me a second. Uh, Evangelist, motivational speaker, activist, and best-selling author, Samuel Tully. Samuel, are you with us? Hey, Roy. How you doing? Good, man. Great to have you here. Great to have you here. A lot, a lot to get into tonight.
7: Yeah. Great to be here. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Uh,
1: I also want to welcome, uh, I believe we have him on the line. Um, hold on a second. Archie Kennedy from Twitter. Mr. Kennedy, are you there?
8: I'm here. Good to talk to you, Rory.
1: Well, great to have you here, my friend. And uh, I'm looking, fo- looking forward to the show, man. Uh, your first time on.
8: Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. All righty,
1: everybody. So I, wa- I want to... Let's get into this main the main topic. Opening opening headline is this whole gibberish and nonsense and garbage that that the left is trying to you know put put on us right now. They're trying to make a huge deal about this you know go back uh, you know speech or this this go back line you know you know and it, it, there, it's nothing about it is racist, let's face it. Nothing about it is hateful. Nothing about it is Nazism. Nothing about it is bigotry. I mean, it, it's been from day one. I think other leaders have, have said similar things. That You know, if you're not happy in America, then why are you here? Why are you here? If you're, not, if you're not happy in this country and all you want to do is rag on it and piss on it and constantly cry about how bad it is, then why don't you move? I can't tell you how many liberals and how many people on the left. This isn't and, and you know what? I'm not – I'm not going gonna, gonna to be honest. People on the right don't hate our country. They don't complain about this country. It's only ever people on the left that I see doing this. And I've seen a lot of people on the left. You know, stupid comments, side comments like, when was America ever great? I, I, I mean, just just that statement alone is disgusting. And it goes to show that these people –
2: don't have the, the true patriotism and love for our country like they should, and like we do. It's, it's. I, I can't
1: fathom what, what the the backwards ideology right now. Just the hate, the the anti-American stances, the communism tactics, the constant victim oppression from the left. It goes on and on with these people. And now we're seeing, with the left, no matter what Omar says, no matter what AOC says. It could be the most racist thing on earth. They don't do a damn thing. But Trump says the slightest thing that isn't racist, racist—not not, nothing that he said was racist, but they try to spin anything any way they can. And when, when it sounds like you know something like what he said, they, they spin it. They can do it to their advantage because what, what are they known for? The oppression game,
2: the victim stance. These people take no accountability whatsoever. Over and over, these people are a problem. These people are hostile. These people make the most racist and ignorant statements on earth. I mean, we we don't
1: attack them the same way we attack, they attack us. Sometimes I think we should, though. I mean, I know we're supposed to be the bigger people, but, I mean, the way they
2: attack us sometimes, and they don't get held accountable, but we do even the smallest thing, and they scream bloody murder. Come on come on. I mean, you know, what 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 Trump said was what we're all thinking. And this is what I said on my program the other night. What we're
1: all thinking is we are tired of the anti-American traitors. We are tired of the people that hate our country. We are tired uh, of the, you know, the
2: negativity from the left. And you should not ever have an elected official Everything that's wrong with America, and don't forget, Omar praised Al Qaeda, and she criticized our our troops in the same in the same uh, sentence. Oh yes, I'm not kidding. Look it up. And and these kind of people are being are getting defended. You're kidding me, right? It doesn't end, and you know what? It's, It's like when stuff happens. Like in, in overseas, the Middle East, all these different terrorist attacks. Do you see? Do you see the left coming out and, and condemning it, or, or you know, calling it out? No, not really. It's always the Republicans. Iran was just messing with us again today. They shot down one of our. No, well, we shot down one of their drones, which they were trying to use to to come come and attack our our people, our soldiers. And our ships out there. And, and I want to I mention this. There's a YouGov poll. Uh,
1: nearly 9 in 10 GOP bo- voters uh, support uh, Trump telling Democrats to go back, quote, unquote, and help fix foreign countries. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we, we stand with our president. We stand with him. We can't play into the game uh, of the fake racism cry card. Every time you know, they lose on an argument, every time they, they don't have, you know, the proper power at the left, every time they, you know, go
2: into a they fall into a corner, they have to pull off the race card. They have to say how much big, how, how much of a victim they are. I don't know when it ends. I don't know, you know, what kind of lines need to be drawn uh
1: in order to I can't even use the word fix. I mean, it's just so, so beyond fixing at this point. I, I just – I really I really worry. I mean, you get, you got these people that are defending second-class citizens over us. You have these people that are defending MS-13 gangs. You have these people on the left that are saying, you know, white people are the most privileged
2: people on earth. And that you know they 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 know what it, they, you know they don't know what it's like to have it hard. I can't I can't fathom I can't fathom how anyone could could talk to, could tolerate could tolerate something like this. But at the same time, there's so many
1: that are so anti-American that that vote in our elections. I don't know how you, you get born in this country and you become so hateful against it.
2: You become so against it, so hostile towards it, so, you know, so disrespectful. I mean, this is, this is the greatest country on earth. You get freedoms. You get, you get the freedom and security and, and, the, and the
1: independence here that you would never get anywhere else. And it's not even close. We had our soldiers, with their blood, sweat, and tears, die and
2: fight on the battlefield for our freedom so we could be the greatest country in the world. I mean, come on, guys. Have respect for our country. We're not asking
1: you know, to, for you to do something out of the ordinary or something crazy. We're asking you to do something very simple. Have respect for our country. Love the country you live in. And take a, take a moment or, or take longer than a moment and reflect and really realize how good you have it. These second, these third world countries. I mean, I'm seeing pictures online and I'm seeing videos and stuff, and I just, I, you know, I count my blessings. I mean, you know, <laughs> this this is this is a lot of sadness, I'll tell you, in these other countries. And if only these ignorant people that keep protesting our country knew the truth about what went on in these other countries, maybe they'd just shut the fuck up. Excuse me, excuse my French, but. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 lack the ignorance is unbelievable. Uh, I want to play these clips. Uh, President Trump, and you know, I, I I want to mention this as well. and I'm going to play with Trump back, disavowed. You know, last night at his rally, and and this is this is causing a lot of controversy. And I and I get it in a sense. And I and I go back on I go back and forth on this one. Do I think it was right for the crowd at the Trump rally last night to say send her back? Do I think it's right? No, no, and no and yes, I think I think it's rude and I think I think to some extent it's hateful. But at the same time, I think I don't think those were the Trump supporters' intentions. I don't think they meant it with hate. I basically think they meant it with, you know, you don't like this country, then get the hell out. They they didn't, you know, they didn't uh, mean it uh, in a, in a race way. They didn't mean it from a from a culture standpoint. They simply meant it as an anti-American communist. So. And I'm not saying I'm not, you know, I understand why certain people are outraged. Obviously, you know, they, it could have been done differently, but at the same time, if people knew what this was really, I mean, the people that do know what it's really about, they know that this is, wasn't racist by the Trump supporters. But people from the outside or people looking in, you know, when you say send, send her back and, you know, the media spins it to try to say to, the, to their country and makes it into this whole race thing, I think mean, there's a problem. There's a problem. So I go back and forth, you know, the the part of me that says it it, it was okay to do is the part of me that says the Trump supporters didn't mean any hate by it. They didn't mean any racism by it. And and the other part of me says, well, you know, the way it was, the way it came off, the way it was, what what was leading up to it, I I think things could have been done differently. So I, I, you know, it's one of those things though. It really is one of those things that, um,
2: it's yeah. And, and the
1: way the media twists things. I mean we all know the truth. We all know what we all know that Trump supporters didn't mean anything any hate by it. But uh, you know, doesn't mean other people, you know, do. Uh let let's let's uh hear Trump though, disavow Uh so one point.
2: Mr. President, if I may, when your supporters
3: last night were chanting, chanting, send her back, why didn't you stop them? Why didn't you ask them to stop saying that? Well, number one, I I think I did. I started speaking very quickly. It it really was a loud... I disagree with it, by the way, but it was quite a chant, and uh, I felt a little bit badly about it, but I will say this. uh, I did, and I started speaking very quickly, but it started up rather rather fast, as you probably noticed. So, so you'll tell your supporters never? Well, to I, I would say that. I that that is- I was not happy with it. Uh, I disagree with it. Uh, but, again, I didn't say I didn't say that. They did. But I disagree but, with but it. But they were echoing what you said in your first tweet. That they didn't go back. Well, I don't think if you examine it, I don't think you'll find that. But I disagree with it. No, if people want to leave our country, they can. If they don't want to love our country, if they don't want to fight for our country, they can. Uh, I'll never change on that, no.
5: What? Do you think you're winning this political fight?
3: I do think I'm winning the political fight. I think I'm winning it by a lot. Why? I think that they are not espousing the views of our country, the four congresswomen. Uh, I think that they've said horrible things that the press doesn't cover. I think you should try covering it. When you look at some of the things they said, they're unthinkable. If somebody else or me or anybody else said things like that, uh, it would be uh, historic. So you want to look at some of the horrible statements because there's never been statements I like I that. I'd like to follow up about that, Mr. President. You've been very outspoken about the anti-Israel friend, seemingly anti-the friend of the Democratic Party. How do you think that all began, and is there anyone in particular you blame on that? Well, the Democratic Party is really going in a direction that nobody thought possible. They're going so far left, they're going to fall off a cliff. So I think uh, they're making a big mistake, but who knows? That's up to them. So isn't it a basic American
5: principle to be able to criticize your government?
3: Well, there's a lot of talk about the fact that she was married to her brother. I know nothing about it. I hear she was married to her brother. You're asking me a question about it. Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure that somebody would be looking at that. Mr. Yes. President, are yes. you yes. yes. Sir, sir do you believe people should be allowed, sir, to speak?
5: Are Oh, I'm, I'm on.
7: Thank you.
3: Well, I think the story uh, last night was that 187 Republicans voted uh, in favor of Trump and four voted against. I think that was the big story. That seems to be the story. There's great unity of the Republican Party. It's very unfair what's happened with respect to the way, I would say, Republicans are being treated, frankly, but certainly, way, certainly the way this president has been treated. In the history of our country, there's never been anything like this. And this should never be allowed to happen to another president again. Should never be allowed to happen. Despite that, we've created the greatest economy in the history of our country. We're doing things like nobody's ever done. We have the best job numbers in the history of our country. African-American, Asian-American, women, uh, Hispanic-American, best job numbers we've ever had. And I have to go because I see it starting to pour. I'm not relishing the fight. I'm enjoying it because I, I have to get the word out to the American people. And you have to enjoy what you do. I enjoy what I do. The key is the key is it's not a question of relishing. They're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. That's not where our country wants to be. We're not going to go, and we're not going to be a socialist country. It's not going to happen.
1: This this entire situation, you know, is mind blowing. I mean, you have over over a comment that was spinned and twisted and was taken out of context. You had the Democratic Party trying to impeach the president. They'll impeach over any little thing, and it doesn't matter. The way they abuse their power, and they can just throw out impeachment whenever whatever they want and take a vote on it, you know, should bother anybody. I mean, that's, that's just over the top. If this happened to – if the Democrat was – if this was a – if they attempted to impeach a Democrat this many times, all hell would break loose in the media.
2: And Trump says the smallest thing, and they go, impeach, impeach am I living in the twilight zone? I mean, I, what the hell is going on? Uh, Dr.
5: Branch, go ahead.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, a, a lot has been going on since I've last been on the air with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at this whole Omar thing, you know, today, you know, there's another, uh, document released. The researcher came out, you know, basically saying that, you know, she's not an ilium. Uh, you know, she was brought in here illegally. Uh, she's you know, was married to her brother, uh false documentation, <laughs> lies, the whole works. You know, but there's you know, when when you look at the the vipers on the left. You know, yes. and and when when President Trump said this, you know, hey, basically if you don't like it, leave it. Uh if you don't love it, leave it. You know, I mean that goes back to the the sixties in that great Merle Hagger song, right? The fighting side of me. Yes. Yeah, You know, where he said that he's, you know, you're walking on the fighting side of me when you're running down our way of life that our fighting men have fought and died to keep. If you don't love it, leave it. Let the song that I'm singing be a warning. When you're running down our country, man, you're walking on the fighting side of me. Well, there's a lot of us out there that believe that. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, I, I don't care that anybody said go home or whatever. But the reality is why are you trashing this country? Every step now all the presidential candidates are are getting uh, on the Democrat side, are jumping on this, jumping on the bandwagon of the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And to me, you know, if if we don't take back the House and if Trump's not reelected, I I, I, I don't know what. I mean You know, to me, it's almost like being a Democrat now is a mental illness. Uh, I I just can't believe how crazy these people are these days. You know, when you see what's going on in our major cities and looking at Los Angeles, San Francisco and, you know, your hometown of Seattle, when you look at what's happening on those streets and they celebrate today that, well, let's we rename manhole to utility hole. You know, let's get rid of all all genderification of manhole. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, go and pick up the garbage on your street. You know, and yeah. they celebrated a a, a symbolic fifteen dollar an hour wage. Yet, you know, when all, we were all looking at all that's
1: going to do you know, is going to have business owners lay people off and hire less people. That's all. That's basic <clears> economics.
4: Well, and I, I was, t- you know, telling my doctoral learners, we talked about the fourth industrial revolution, which we're in, and it's an accelerated revolution. <laughs> and when you look at it, we have, uh, you know, we've gone beyond the automation. We're into artificial intelligence. And, you know, quite frankly, this is, you know, $15 an hour will just accelerate it. And well, as you said, yeah. the, the jobs will go. And, uh yep. You know, and it's funny because the people remember the people a month ago when when we were right. talking about putting tariffs on Mexico. Yeah. You know, they were looking at us like you're crazy. You're gonna raise the price of an avocado. You know, oh my gosh, what do you think fifteen dollars <laughs> an hour is going to do to us? Ex- exactly,
1: it's- and you know,
4: well,
1: and here here's here's the thing is that what what it does is you know it creates. Uh, a sense of entitlement that should not be there in the first place. I mean, let's face it, you know, jobs at McDonald's, these minimum wage jobs, are not supposed to be a, a lifelong career. And you know, putting it at $15 an hour is such an f-u and slap in the face to so many other employees in other industries. You know what I mean? And it's and like I said, it, it only, all it does is it has business owners hire less people and more layoffs.
4: It does not stimulate the economy, and that's for darn sure. And uh, right now we have, you know, probably, well, the best economy I've ever seen in my lifetime, and one of the best ever in the history of America. And to me, you know, all they want to do is destroy America, and that's the way I look at it right now. I mean, everything that we've seen over the last couple weeks when you've been off the air, we have seeing uh, they just want to destroy America, you know, that, that beautiful salute to America. You
5: oh, know? yeah. I mean, it was my amazing. gosh,
4: it was not pol- – and I know you were there. It was not political. It was not a Trump rally, but that's what the left made it to be. It's all about Trump. It's it's. Are you kidding me? We had a president of the United States reading about history. You know, of all history of America. And to me, that was so patriotic. It made me feel so good. Then you turn on, you know, uh, some other, uh, you know, CNN or whatever. And it was like, uh, I I don't know. It It was just so terrible. They were acting as if it was, you know, the most evil thing in the world. And to me, hey, you don't love it, leave it. Let the song that I'm singing be the warning. That's the way I look at it because they're they are white walking on the fighting side of me, and I think we're gonna fight all the way to victory in 2020.
1: And isn't it isn't it mind blowing how people like AOC and commit all these different campaign violations and Omar? You know that there's both of them have had campaign finance violations as well as Omar marrying her brother and all this stuff. That, and he, with all Democrats for the most part. They get all this stuff kept you know secret, or they get away with it, and nothing happens to them, but if it's a Republican, all hell breaks loose. I mean the double standard I mean doesn't it bother the hell out of you?
4: It really bothers the heck out of me it bothers the heck out of me to no end, and as I said you know this 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 just makes I think it's making our base very upset, and we are going to be so energized going into this campaign cycle. We'll take back the House, take back the Senate, and uh, take back this—you uh, know what? Two more Supreme Court. Not, uh, uh, we'll put two more onto the Supreme Court, another hundred judges. This yeah. the, and and you know they, they don't want that. And to yeah. me, uh, you know this this frightening tone that they every, everything that comes out is, you know, you're a racist. As soon as you say I don't like Omar, well, you're a racist. It's like no, I don't like Omar. I think that she doesn't have a brain. I, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that she says is just asinine. Then you turn around and you say, well, you know, you're being you're you're being a fool. And it's like, well, you don't like women of color. And it's just like it has nothing to do with it. it it's the race card. It's all they can play because they don't stand for anything, uh, it, with the exception of the destruction of this com- country.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely
2: right. Um, Eric, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've i uh, been doing
6: I, – I spoke at a uh, a little conference, and I've just been trying to reach out to more and more people. And what is obvious to me, regardless if it's a conservative that sits in a conference or a liberal working with me at my job, I don't feel like a lot of Americans understand anything about politics. I don't think they understand policies. I don't think they understand that if they heard something, maybe they should go verify it. And so I would say the, the electorate is not a very savvy group of people. And uh, and, and that's why it's, it's it's difficult when you'll see Republicans that'll vote for something. You're like, how could you vote for that? Well, they don't even know why they just, kind of thought that something was a policy, but they didn't really know. And I had a liberal lady today at work, and I was just asking her basic questions. I go, she goes, you know, you need to go watch Michael Moore movies, and you'll understand, you know, progressivism. I said, well, Michael Moore was one of the champions for Venezuela under Chavez, and then as soon as it collapsed, he disappeared. So what about that? She goes, I didn't know he did that. So so I mean there's so many things on Ilhan Omar come to find out her dad was actually he's he's guilty of uh, basically war crimes and he's teaching at a college up in North Dakota. So it, it there is no law and order in America right now and I think that's something that that it, the only way that can come be fixed is if we if we win 2020 but we have to do a record breaking flip on the house. Because if we don't get the House back and we don't get a big enough majority, we're still not going to get anything pushed through that's substantial. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good, but but I, I think it's really up to us that are engaged to reach out to people that are on our side or independents and really start to explain to them history, explain to them facts, explain to them what was on the news and the reality of what's going on. So they're they're educated and they make an educated decision because I believe a true American that's educated, even if they're a Reagan Democrat or a a middle of the road,er they will choose President Donald Trump over ocasio Cortez's
2: Democratic Socialist Party, and, and that's what I'm banking on. No, and, on, and here here's what I worry about. I mean, I. I... I worry that. I mean, what? What do you?
1: If you had, if you were a betting man right now, would you say we're going to win back the house?
2: I do because President Trump. Uh, I I believe that he intentionally.
6: I, I I think Donald Trump has people on his team that are brilliant to go along with him. I'm a big fan of Stephen Miller and a couple of the other people that are behind the scenes. They realized that Pelosi-Biden, as dysfunctional as they are, would be difficult to beat in 2020. Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib would be very easy to beat in 2020. Uh, You probably saw that poll from Axios that came out. Ilhan Omar is known by around 50% of Democrats in the poll, but only 9% like her. Okay, less than 25% of the Democrats they polled like socialism. So, if we simply keep the message on socialism versus nationalism or socialism versus the current economy, and Ocasio Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, or President Trump, and keep keep them as the face of the Democratic Party, then I think you got to remember. We lost the House of Representatives for two reasons, ballot harvesting in California, and I think it was like 60 or 70 Republicans retired in the House. Well, so that's where the big flip was, because when an incumbent runs in the House, that's like a 95% percent uh reelection. When a large chunk of your constituents, you know, when they, of, of the elected officials, just brought out don't run that opens the field for two new people so if if the republicans just stay in and we keep the messaging against democratic socialism against our current economy then i think we can we can do something that will make 16 look like child's play because it's going to take a massive flip of the house because we got to rewrite all the immigration laws we need to close the department of education we need to do some significant things, expect not to be liked, and make, and make a difference and give President Trump the tools to make these huge surgical, you know, changes that have to take place if we're really going to set ourselves up for success. Right.
2: No, I think, that's, I think that's a good observation. Absolutely. Uh, Sam, 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 go ahead. Sam, there? Hold on a second. There. Hold on a 2nd see. Bear with me, guys. We're having some issues at the phone lines right now. Okay. I think we got
1: uh, Mike. Mike from New York. Go ahead.
9: Yeah, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'd like to mention something. I remember, I mean, we were talking about go back to where you came from and everything, and basically it's the same thing as the the old expression out of the 60s. I remember when I was a kid. I, th- I think I still have a, a button that says, America, love it or leave it. This is nothing new to us. This isn't a, a new expression, but to this generation it's new, so the media is trying to put a twist on it and interpret it and add words to it. I, and they don't—they think that nobody's going to notice this. Everybody, a lot of people are they, they
1: try to throw out impeachment like nut jobs.
9: Yeah, I, I mean it's—it's it's, they don't—they don't realize that people are getting really getting tired of their games and the stupidity. People are getting fed up with it. So I just uh, a lot of people are burned out. I've just I've changed. I can't tell you how many times I've changed the channel on TV and and the radio. Just sick of hearing them. Really am. Go ahead.
1: I mean, we need to hold them accountable. I mean, you know, there needs to be some sort of law put into place. There needs, there really needs to be something,
9: you know, so people can't. You I know, mean, the way they
1: throw around the race car, the way they throw around these things, like and every, it's just ridiculous.
9: It is, but I, I just wish that he, uh, as I said before, I wish that Trump would actually, somebody in the Department of Justice or Trump would get motivated and start destroying these icons. Right. These right. people that they're so proud of, and start bringing them into court, and start embarrassing them, and give them the Einstein or whatever his name is, uh, Epstein, give them the Epstein treatment, and start right. exposing oh, them yeah. for what they are. I mean, if yeah. anybody years ago did what what she did with marrying her brother and and uh, IRS fraud, tax evasion, what what is it, What is this, and she gets away with it? No, I know it's it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It really really is Uh, Let's go to uh, Sam Go ahead
7: Oh can you hear me now Yeah I can hear you Oh okay I think you heard me when I was talking earlier Uh, At any rate Like I was saying I saw that mime uh, That was talking about um, People said They were going to leave America if Trump won In 2016 But then it, It said just like that they'd be You become racist if you tell them to go And I've been Waiting on these stars Claiming they were going to leave for years and years uh, Probably Ever since uh, W was in office And they never left So you know this is an ongoing Thing of people Claiming that you're racist If you tell them to go But they threaten to go And as far as these women are concerned Actually there was really nothing racist about the whole thing He was calling them to task Calling them to say, look, you guys are Complaining about all this stuff And then, although one of them Is the only one that's a a Foreign born one, but that other lady uh, Identifies with The Palestinians, but nevertheless These folks got uh, Bad communities in, in Minnesota And wherever the heck they come from So, while they're coming in here Spilling all this stuff They're not doing anything But running their mouth, and of course Pelosi doesn't know what she's doing anymore She's just following their thumb. And just like this one gentleman said earlier, I mean, they got syringes on the streets of San Francisco, feces everywhere. I mean, the Democratic Party is completely out of control. I think the president should just stand firm doing what he's doing. And if these weak-kneed Republicans quit buckling their knees and get a backbone, we can get something done around here. I, I, I see the people seeing I mean, we, we've never had an economy like this. Minorities are really starting to uh, understand what's going on because there has never been this low unemployment in the black, Hispanic, or any community, including women. And the bottom line, people may not even like you, but people like to make money. And if they see they're getting money and they weren't getting money under the last administration, they're going to pay attention. I don't care what the media says.
2: Yeah, oh,
1: you're you're absolutely
8: right. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, Mister Mister
2: Kennedy, go ahead. Hey,
8: hey guys. Uh, so I, you know, I've been in the news. I was in the news business from the early '90s through 2010. And as I listened to the media this week, um, it, it's astonishing. I was thinking how astonishing it is what has become of journalism today. Um, you know the The reporters asking these questions of the of the of the trump supporters, you know yelling the sender send her back um they sounded like children i mean they they literally sound like children, and when I've listened to press conferences you know over the past you know months, they sound like little babies like trying to trying to you know. Find some some you know weakness in Trump and one of those gotcha trying to get that gotcha moment you know where they can get him, and it's just it's amazing to me uh when I look at, at journalism today and, and and you know it truly is dead. One thing I am uh, excited about is that we have these media co- conservative media companies guys like you Rory that are coming up and that expose this that expose the truth and you know. Trump, Trump didn't cause all of this. Trump is simply exposing what the media has been and has become over the past year over the past decade and so you know it, it it amazes me too um when i when I look at the double standard you all were referring to that earlier, the double standard with Democrats and Republicans, you know We've talked about the the things that uh, the congresswoman has said uh, and, uh, you know, have been far worse than anything Trump has said, but yet, you know, their main objective is to to nab him on his comments. And, you know, the fact of the matter is all Trump has done, all he does is defend himself. And one thing that I hope for when Trump is – when he's long gone, I hope that Republicans in Congress – uh, take take some notes from him, and grow a spine and fight back. Um, people talk about you know how how rough the the language is now and how the you know how it is today with social media and twenty four hour news Well, I can remember back when Bush was president um, Hearing Democrats just in social situations saying awful things about George Bush, if they had had social media to do it, we would have seen these nasty things coming from Democrats back then. But what has happened is what I've witnessed over the past two decades is social media has allowed everyone to have a voice, and that is what has kind of you know stirred up the anger. But Trump is simply exposing it, and I honestly do not think any other uh, Republican could have done what he has done today. Yeah, it it truly is,
3: you know,
1: remarkable. And obviously, you know, you've you've been in the media for a long time. You know, you've you've probably never seen hostility or anger towards a leader to this level ever, have you? No, never. It's it's insane. I mean, just the comment, I mean, you you can probably agree with this. You know, some of the comments we see on Twitter and some of these social media, it's appalling what some of these
8: people write. It is. It is. And you know, uh, it's. T- I'm. I'm. Again, I'm glad that uh, Trump is is teaching conservatives to 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 speak up. You know, you always talk about the yep. silent majority. Um, right. He. I think. I think he has trained conservatives to fight back. You know, when I was in in, in my in in the past years, I would be in social situations where you know Democrats were always. You know, first to stand up and to to, uh, give their opinion, and I would always remain silent because I didn't want to cause a stir, but I think we're, people are, you know, conservatives are really learning how to fight back, and they can't stand it, and they don't know what to do. They really don't know what to do about it.
1: (laughs) I know you're you're absolutely right. No, absolutely. Uh, Everybody, uh, we will be right back with uh, Rich Helms, who's running for Congress in Texas in 2020. Uh, Stay with us, everybody.
10: TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling
8: street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling
10: entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps.
2: Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close.
4: have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision, or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat,
3: or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask
2: your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix.
3: I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix.
1: Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking.
3: Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit.
1: Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea.
3: I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix.
1: And we are back, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24/7 breaking news coverage? Please visit my media site NEXGEN-G-E-N-USA.com. N-E-X, and also remember, in about a month, we will be launching a brand new 24/7 media network that we are very excited uh, to share with all of you. Uh, it, we're raising a lot of money for it. Uh, we will be having America's toughest sheriff, Joe Arpaio, and the director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, as the main poster people for. Uh, the network, and uh, we can't wait. We're going to have notable show hosts from all over the United States doing their own shows and even overseas, so so much to look forward to, and I can't wait to to release it and show all of you. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, um, I believe he's with us, first time on the show, uh, 2020 Texas U.S. Congress candidate, uh, Rich Helms. Rich, how are you? Welcome to the show.
11: doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, Rich. Well, it's your first time on the show. I uh, definitely would love to get uh, a little bit about your background. You know how it all started for you, uh, how you got to where you are, all that good stuff.
11: Sure. Um, so, uh, well, I guess we'll. we'll st- I grew up in grew up in Arizona. Actually, um, I went to uh, Mason Community College and then and then Arizona State and studied uh, politics and uh, well, political science and uh economics and actually back in the day wanted to be a diplomat but you know my life decided to take a different turn from that and um uh my now ex-wife and I uh met in college and uh junior year we found out that uh, she was expecting and uh ended up getting married we're married for 8 years we have uh two beautiful children and uh they are almost nine and almost five, uh, Connor and BB. And, uh, you know, we split up. We're still very good friends and still care about each other a lot. We, we realized we were better friends than we were a couple. And so, uh, just kind of made that, uh, that, you know, separation out, but, uh, you know, still, still, you know, care about it very much, still very much my best friend. So, uh, you know, as far as, you know, working wise, you know, when we found out that my, uh, son was on the way, I, I went into, uh, Selling health and life insurance, working primarily with small businesses, uh, did that for almost five years, and then went into uh, executive search. So working with, um, I've worked in oil and gas, healthcare, working with a lot of hospitals, a lot of doctors, and a lot of healthcare systems, and worked in worked in that and construction as well, IT. Um, and what was kind of nice about that is it gave me a, a nice little backstage pass to all these different industries and, and how they tick. You know, big problems that they had. I, I remember back in 2014 when oil and gas crashed. Um, seeing what was going on, you know, the Chinese demand wasn't quite as strong as it should have been. I remember saying at the time, "Well, if Obama would just put some tariffs on foreign oil, we would we wouldn't have this issue. We'd be able to stabilize the price. You know, until demand catches up with supply." But obviously, that didn't happen. Oil and gas ended up crashing because of it, and you know, tens of thousands of people lost their jobs. But you know, always, always been kind of passionate about you know politics and and uh, I feel like it's it's it is your duty as an American to follow what's going on in the world, follow what's going on especially in your own country, you know and a big part of the reason we have a lot of the problems that we do is because people stopped watching, they stopped paying attention to what was going on, and they started you know focusing on everything else that we have and there's obviously a ton of things for people to focus on. You know, outside of you know politics, but because of that, you know, this is how you end up with a swamp. You know, if you're not, if the American people aren't watching what's going on, you know, the government will run away with it. I mean, that's why the the founding fathers gave us the First and Second Amendment as as the greatest you know safeguards against tyranny. And you know, th- those things are being trampled right now, uh, unbelievably. Now, I never thought I'd see the First Amendment getting trampled on as much as it is on social media in, in, in public. I mean, just, if, if we lose that, it, it's, you know, it's game over as far as I'm concerned, as far as our freedoms are concerned. And, and I kind of got to a point where, you know, I saw a lot of things going wrong in my district. A lot of people that are suffering that shouldn't be, uh, you know, have a, and that was have, we have a unemployment that's double everything else in the, in the uh, DFW and a, you know, incumbent that doesn't seem to really care. So I kind of just, Got to the realization, you know, prayed on it and, and realized that I, I needed to do something. I needed to, to challenge this guy. I needed to beat him and actually represent the people of this district, you know, take take back the, the House seat, not only for the Republican Party and for America, but for the people that are being forgotten in my district. And, and that's kind of what led me here and, you know, definitely uh, excited about uh, – getting to make the impact. I've already talked to a lot of people that uh, in my district and elsewhere, they're kind of dealing with a lot of the same problems that there are in my district, just trying to you know, get my arms around things. But, um, but yeah, so that's just a little bit, I know I got a little bit into politics there, but you know, that's, I guess, well, part well, of the well, well, hazard well. of the job.
1: Very, very well said. And uh, so what, what do you see the main First of all, what, what does your, um, what areas does uh, does your district uh, cover
11: uh, of Texas? So we're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, from okay. kind of the more western part of Dallas, like Irving, Arlington, uh, Fort Worth, and, and surrounding areas. It's it's kind of a a, a jagged uh, design that they have. So it's it's some of it cuts through certain parts of of some cities, but but it's in the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. And what do you see the main problems uh, facing, you know, the main problems
1: facing your uh, your district are? I mean, just in terms of what, what the people are dealing with and, and what needs to be changed?
11: Well, I think, I mean, I think there are actually quite quite a number of things and it's not the, not all the problems affect everybody and, and, and vice versa. I mean, there, there are problems that affect, you know, businesses that, you know, in turn affects people that work for those businesses. But, um, I mean, honestly, the biggest problem we're facing is, is illegal immigration. I mean, that—that that is, I, I put something out on social media today uh, from the um, the Federal Institute uh, on uh, Immigration Reform, our federal uh, the the Academy of Immigration Reform, and it ran the numbers on every state what they spend on illegal immigration each year. Texas spends eight point nine billion dollars a year on illegal immigration. It's like twenty four billion out in California. I think New York, is somewhere around 15, 16 billion, and and I and I even put on there, and I was just trying to make a point that we could take something. that money.
5: <laughs>
11: no, I got it right here. I can I can double check. Um, but I was making the point that you know we could with that 8.9 billion, sorry, we could give. You oh, what was that?
1: No, I didn't mean to take cut you Did off. We, you were saying something about what you can oh, do with the money. Sorry.
11: Yeah, well I was, I was just mainly trying to make the point and uh, it was that you know we could take that 8.9 billion dollars and buy, and give every teacher in Texas a $25,000 pay increase. Because because a lot of times the the Democrats will say, "Oh, they they care so much about education and and you know the teachers and things like that." And yet they're not doing anything about something that that could free up 84 billion dollars across 50 states to be spent in so many other ways with with some I mean, we have, we have people in this country that are disabled. We have disabled vets that we could take a heck of a lot better care of. We've got public housing that's unlivable, in places that would surprise you. You think, oh well, that's a nice city. They probably got nice public housing. It's it's, it's a joke. I mean, it, it's just so frustrating that you've got people that will, you've got members of Congress that will go on to social media and create videos. … telling people how to evade ICE, people that have been ordered out by judges, immigration judges, because they're not lawfully supposed to be here. They they didn't have a legitimate asylum claim. They entered our country Ill- illegally. They're ordered out by a judge, and you have members of Congress going in public on camera and saying, here's what you need to do to not get arrested by ICE. I mean the, the fact that that is happening in our country… Makes my blood boil to a, a level I can't even put into words. At least, not going to subject your viewers to it or your listeners to it. I mean, it's 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 appalling that that somebody would try to obstruct justice that way. I mean, it almost it almost counts as sedition if you really want to look at it. You're trying to actively undermine the laws of the United States. And so, I mean, I think, yeah, that, and I think and that problem caught, bleeds into a lot of things. Yeah, oh, oh, it does, and, and you know what? It
1: really is uh, disgraceful and absolutely sinful, and, and any every word you can think of to describe it. The fact that you know we have these politicians on the left giving illegal aliens advice on how to break the law. I mean, I if that if that's not ludicrous, if that's not the definition of ludicrous, then
11: I don't know what the hell is, and I don't know how it's
1: tolerated. And what's even worse than the that is
9: that. Yeah,
11: I and mean, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean it, it's not even just that; it's that they refuse to to fix the the incentives in the legislature to, that that are bringing right. people here. I mean, you've got I was actually just looking at the the numbers on it and, and some of the the some of the uh, incentives that we have in place. I mean, you know, they know, hey, mm-hmm. if I get there with a child, I'm not going to be detained for you know longer than a few weeks and I'm going to be released and I don't have to show up for my hearing and I'll get free health care and I'll get free uh government welfare. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course people are going to come here in droves. Even even the Obama detention facilities which were a travesty, I mean, it was really putting kids in cages. That was better than some of the situations that they're running from. And and, right. and obviously our 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 border patrol and and our you know, governments doing a, a significantly better job than it was in, in 2014 to take care of these uh, illegal aliens, but they're so over, you know, stuffed and so over, you know, populated with with illegals that they just they can't even hold them all. They can't they can't save them. I mean, the the reason there are people dying at the border is not like it's a increased it the ratio of it's just so many more people are coming here that yeah, there's going to be a higher number of deaths and and the fact that they have those incentives in place to bring people here is is cruel because people are dying in the journey i'm sure probably way more than we're even hearing about they're dying to try and get here and and it could be fixed in 15 minutes if they really wanted to but they don't but in they the don't reality. care they're just pretending yeah. to care and the signaling virtue that oh i care yeah and the reality
1: I mean, you know, let's face
11: let's face the
1: reality that you know th- this entire situation, and I, I've said it many times on my show, and I'll say it again: the Democrat the Democrats like having a problem there, or they like creating a problem, so they say that they'll have they have a solution, but they never do. They just like to talk. They like to have that problem there, and they like to pretend in some ways that they're they're working on it, but they're not. And then you know we have all we have all this stuff going. On. We have we – have, look at the 22 MS-13 gang members that were just charged with those brutal machete murders in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this kind of stuff. And they were taking the guys' heart. I mean, we we're talking like medieval-style deaths. And another another thing, I mean, just the other day, a part of the Texas border had to close down because you had illegals charging it. You had a bunch of groups mm-hmm. of illegals trying to charge the damn border. I mean, this crap is, is out of control, and now you have – universities work, which are a big part of the problem. Columbia University is now offering a stress management for illegal alien students. I mean, what the hell are we coming to? We we just saw, you know, at the border, this is positive, that Pentagon has put 2,000 troops at the southern border. I mean, obviously we're definitely uh, stocking up down there and making sure everything's aligned well. But, I mean,
11: all this stuff is just madness, my friends it it is it's, it's it's completely insane and i think it speaks to the systemic issue that we have uh in our country that you know in my lifetime i've seen you know when i was little it was it was good to be an american you were proud to be an american you know th- our freedoms were amazing we stood and, and did the pledge of allegiance but slowly like piece by piece it's become, you know, a bad thing or a taboo thing to be a patriot, to be an american, to be a nationalist, to love your country. And and from that, you know, as soon as that door was kind of cracked open, it's just been a slowly seeping of of just just madness that, you know, oh, you know, if you love your country and, you know, you don't let people come in illegally, I mean, at no point has Trump or anyone in his administration, or really anybody on the the conservative side of things, said we don't like uh, immigrants. No point. And, and honestly, I think there's a lot that could be done to fix immigration that could actually benefit America. I mean, we've got we're, we've got you know tens of thousands of of shortages as far as physicians and medical uh, personnel are. We could get doctors from other countries. There are plenty that want to come here that are good, talented doctors uh, that. Just can't get a visa to work here. They can't get you know a path to citizenship to come here. I mean, we could we could improve healthcare costs across the board and access to care and solve our immigration problem in probably about a day and a half if if they really really wanted to, or at least alleviate some of the problem that that we have with with healthcare. I mean, we've got so we have nowhere near enough doctors for. What people, especially in you know primary care and, and psychiatry, there are plenty of those doctors out there that want to come here. They just don't have a way to get here legally, and so they wait and they stay. And part of the problem is not just preventing you know illegals from crossing our border and having incentives, but also putting a better path to citizenship for people that want to do it the right way, that want to come here and contribute and pay taxes and be proud to be an American. I've never spoken to one legal immigrant in my life that wasn't so in love with America that I mean you'd see them in like a full you know uh, American flag suit on the Fourth of July. That's how much they love America, and it's 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 just so sad that it's been conflated with you know oh if you don't like illegals coming here or people coming here illegally and crossing the border illegally and just. You know, getting lots of free stuff, then oh, you're a xenophobe, or oh, you you know you don't like people of a different race or a different color or a different creed, and that's not it at all. You know, we this is America. We're a melting pot. We love people coming from other countries. We just you need to do it legally. You need to come here through a legal point of entry, like the the attorney general has said. Look, if you want asylum, perfect, come here through the point of entry and make your asylum claim. I mean, it, it's just so many uh, of the the problems that we have are for, that people don't even realize that could be fixed just just by some good sensible legislation and, and cutting some of the restrictions uh, you know that our our wonderful government has has placed you know on all of us for years and years and years but you know that's a a whole other topic altogether. <laughs> so
1: let let me ask you. Um, in your area, how is the flow of illegal immigration? Is it bad? And like where you are in I, Dallas, I mean,
11: It's I from what I can tell, it, it seems pretty pretty consistent. But I mean, it's 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 hard to you know tell. It, 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 it's not like the, you know they're walking around wearing signs or anything. Um, but I, I do know that that we're significantly affected by it. I mean, all of Texas is, and all of all of the country is. Um, but I know that it's not like they, you know, cross the border and just, you know, chill out right there. They they disperse, you know, throughout. And, and we're one of the biggest metros uh, in the country, you know, especially one of the biggest ones in Texas. I mean, we're slightly smaller than Houston, but you know, still pretty big. And so, we're, you know, we're getting hit pretty hard with it. And, and it's the it's not just that; it's it's the effect on our, our law enforcement. Uh, our governors had to send as you know sent and thank god he did he sent uh, state troopers down to the border to help i mean we're seeing a lot of uh violence spilling into into dallas i mean there's a big problem with with like violent deaths and like violent assaults and you know they haven't said it's all been ms13 but it certainly has been quite a bit of MS-13, and I mean they've had to use, you know, gang, they've had been using gang task force and things, to, and they've been doing a, a marvelous job. I mean, they, they're our our law enforcement is just doing a spectacular job of keeping this contained, but it's not sustainable. I mean, the amount of extra manpower and effort. I mean, I've, I've heard from uh, different uh, law enforcement officers just kind of in passing that, you know, that they're stretched thin. I mean, it's it's not just the border patrol that's stretched in; it's it's all of law enforcement is getting stretched in. Um, you know, luckily we we love our our law enforcement here in the DFW, but I, I know not every every place in the country is that way, and it's it's a shame that they they get villainized. And you know, you hear about this Starbucks kicking those officers out, and I'm glad that the store came out and you know condemned that person and, and apologized and things like that. But I mean, it just feeds into that hysteria, you know, that, oh, you know, the police are the bad guys. The police are not the bad guys. The, the, yes, there are some that go too far or, you know, do something that they shouldn't. But more often than not, you know, 80, 90 percent of the time, they're, they're good. They're here to help us. They, they keep us safe. We just don't always notice it. And that means they're doing their job well. You know, the fact that kids can go to school safe is, is a good thing. Right, no,
1: you're you're absolutely right. No, absolutely. And you know, what, what are the what are the main things that you would fix uh going into uh if you got elected? I mean what
11: what would be your top three priorities? Just three? Um I uh, well I, I, I a big part of, of my platform, a big part of my platform is, is, is healthcare. I think that they're there's that we can do a heck of a lot better of a job i think that the the government had no business getting involved in health insurance i think that we definitely need to have something in place to 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 help people that can't you know qualify for health insurance or afford health insurance and there needs to be something in place that to, to help those people but i think that that you shouldn't be penalizing people that could normally qualify for health insurance and pay a lot less for their health insurance than just just because by lumping them all together it didn't make anything better. That just completely defeated the point of, of health insurance. But, I mean, outside of that, we've got a massive shortage of physicians that I think uh, we need to put more funding towards more residency programs. Uh, the government used to fund those until about the 70s when it was put on hiatus because of the budget crisis, and then it just it was never reenacted. We haven't funded any new residency programs, which is really where the bottleneck for doctors comes. We can have a ton of people go through medical school but they can't get trained in a residency which is the majority of their, you know, applicable uh you know, skill set is what they'll learn it there. So I mean we we've got to fix that so we can, you know, improve the number of doctors. I, I think Trump's made some great strides with price transparency. I'd like to see some legislation that maybe, you know strengthens that, but you know, I'm I'm very much a less regulation is better kind of guy. And so I think that a lot of the work that, that Congress needs to be doing is 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 undoing a lot of the problem that it created for everybody. I, I think that there are some more common sense solutions that can be applied. Um, the I mean, for example, our, our our immigration laws need to be fixed first and foremost. That would probably be the very first thing that the newly elected, you know, Republican Congress is going to tackle is immigration. Uh, reform, like I said, there's some ways that we can do it, and not just for for doctors but for other you know workers and and things like that that want to come here the right way that needs to be fixed to to improve that so we're bringing you know people that that want to contribute and be a good productive member of our society. We have enough people in our country that that need help and need and 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 that that's what we should be doing is helping people that you know can't help themselves, like our veterans that are disabled or disabled citizens. Uh, they really need, you know, because they can't help themselves to to the same extent as you know able-bodied working Americans. But if you don't have enough workers and enough people, you know, bringing income into the country, then you can't afford to take care of everybody else. And it really becomes inhumane once you kind of get to that point. And and a lot of things like I, you guys were talking about uh, the minimum wage a little bit earlier. I mean, and that creates an unnecessary survival of the fittest because it it, it has been Proven in in study after study that it unjustly targets or affects you know low income, low uh, skilled and and marginalized minority groups with that with that rate increase. I mean, if if you have to pay somebody you know fifteen dollars, and that's why Amazon's so pro for that because they can afford it, but they know that their competitors can't afford it, and it, it will eventually drive them out. So I mean, it, it very much. And very clearly is disproportionate to larger companies and more affluent neighborhoods than it is to more impoverished neighborhoods and 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 newer workers, you know, teenagers trying to get their first job. It's very clearly the data is is it shows that it's disproportionate towards women in a negative way, and and that's not that's not something that we should be doing. We should be trying to promote business and grow small businesses and strengthen them because they're the number one creator of jobs in our country. And I mean, honestly, government needs to get out of healthcare. We need to remove some restrictions on, on businesses and, and really just let them flourish. You know, I kind of look at government as as, as a gardener. You don't always have to be doing stuff, but sometimes you prune a few leaves here and there, but really you shouldn't be overwatering the plants. You shouldn't be, you know, over like, you know, Pruning them—it's just a little bit here and there to kind of keep it on the right track and not, you know, smothering it like we like we saw, you know, prior to Trump. And I'm not just talking about Obama. The the other administrations have done a bad job of that as well. They they let government get too bloated, and when it gets too bloated, it it kind of creates more reasons for it to exist, and that's a big problem. So we got to put it on like the Chris Hemsworth steamed chicken diet and just trim all the fat off, all of it.
8: Very well said. And,
1: uh, no, I, I agree. I, I hear you. Uh, it make, makes total sense. Uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead.
4: Well, first of all, I, I want to thank you for running for Congress. Uh, both uh, Rory and I were from Arizona. It's good to see an Arizona boy over there trying to shake some things up. So thank, thank you very you. much for doing it.
1: Dr. Branch,
4: you're cutting
5: out a little bit. You're well, good now. I am
4: saying that I, I like your critical thinking because, you know, you're looking, you're saying, well, we have $9 billion. If we took this $9 billion and spent it this way, teachers will get an increase in pay, 25000 You know, in Arizona, we have the fourth largest, fastest growing economy. We had a 4% GDP. That's ahead of Texas. Yet you still have people here talking about raising taxes. And we have more money. We just fought over, uh, it was about two months, on how to, you know, we had almost a billion dollar windfall uh, because we have so much money being generated now because of this economy that the lawmakers couldn't figure out what to do with it. So the next <laughs> thing they do, now we now have lawmakers out there saying, well, we should uh, have a state uh, property tax. Uh, uh, $1.60 per 100 with a $290,000 minimum uh, family home, uh, that would be about $4,650 more in taxes on middle income. And it's just like, this is insane. Why are you even talking about this? Fix these problems. You got more than enough money. Uh, so I like your critical thinking on how you do that uh, a, couple, a couple things are, though, you know, looking at the left and looking at the right you know, We on the right grew up thinking that this is a melting pot, as you said And you know, I look at America as we all come together and become Americans However, the left wants multinationalism That's what they want and, you know, you said that, you know, that you haven't met anybody that, you know, became a nationalized citizen that didn't love America. Well, you know, I grew up like that as well, because most of the, the people grow, when I was growing up, they were first generation. But you have, uh, you know, like the, the, the Boston bombers, and you also have Omar that just tear down this country. Yeah, I didn't see Omar anywhere on the 4th of July. You know waving the flag Uh, In fact they put down The flag they say the flag Is racist they say That the national anthem is Racist and to me we Have a new generation out there That don't think That America is a melting pot That don't believe That you know uh, America is a great country They want multinationalism Just like they want you know Canada has that And that's the reason why now you have hate speech laws that would go against our First Amendment freedom of speech. And to me, that's what they want. And so we need somebody in in Congress. We need voices like yours in Congress that says no to all of that.
11: Uh, Definitely. I I think that that I agree with with what you're saying. And and part of the the thing I think that Trump does so well – Is that he gets them to expose themselves for being the ones that are hate mongers? I mean, the tweet he sent out, you know, was not racist in any way. There, there wasn't anything he said in there that even mentioned race. They were the ones that brought it up, and sure, not everybody will, but enough people will go see the actual content of that tweet and be like, "Huh, that's not really racist," you know. But they keep making a big deal about it. I mean, he's he's starting to cut. He's been suddenly – do, and he's been doing it this whole time, just. Letting them kind of hang, you know, giving them enough rope to hang themselves with, and kind of expose themselves for the hate mongers that they are. But uh, I definitely agree. We need we need a lot more voices in Congress that'll that'll stand up to bullies like Omar and AOC and Rashida Tlaib. Yep. Yep.
4: Very very
1: well said, uh, Dr. Branch. did you have another question?
4: Oh, I uh, you know I, I I really enjoy your guest. Anybody that's running for office. Good conservative, looking to shake things up Got my full support You know, I wanted to congratulate you, Rory On the the panel that you have tonight And it's good to hear Mike Peters again Uh, Mike and I had an opportunity to speak offline here A couple times over the last couple weeks And I'll tell you what, what a brilliant man I, I really appreciate everybody that you have on here, buddy
1: Well, I appreciate that Thank you, Dr. Branch uh, speaking of Mike Peters, Mike Peters, what are your
9: thoughts? Go ahead, Mike. Well, first off, thanks for that. I don't know that I deserve it. Dr. Branch, thank you very much. And it was an honor speaking with you, may I say, it really. And one of these days, Rory, I'm going to get you on the phone. I don't know. I keep trying. But right, one of these days. Uh, but anyways.
5: For sure. For sure.
9: I'm to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But well, I hope so. But I want to congratulate you on. I'm running for office but I'll tell you what, I'm I'm nervous. I get I get really nervous when I hear of anybody from our side, anybody with common sense that's running for office in a state like Texas or in a state like what I'm witnessing even close to us, forget me, I'm in New York. This is Mordor. It's getting this cloud is <laughs> the clouds are everywhere. This is This is gone. I mean, we've got you name what we got to walk. I just saw a bunch of horses and they just went by. The orcs just went by the house. Um, But Pennsylvania, (laughs) for example, you've got it started. The cancer started in Philadelphia. It started in the major cities, and little Mm -hmm. by little, it's metastasized and it's growing to the point. Now it used to be Pennsylvania was pro Second Amendment. It was all conservative. It was there were people hunting. There were Little by little, Richard Simmons and the rest are taking over. And from what I hear from my friends down in Texas, they told me, Austin, forget it. Write it off. It's gone. And they said, right now, Dallas, little little by little. Yep. They said, Dallas, little by little, it's also changing. And I said, look, it's close to their version of mortar. It's close enough to California where they've already polluted that state. So now the rats are jumping ship, and they're headed for, oh, greener pastures. Look at this. Let's get over. We can destroy Texas. Let's do it. And they're flooding in. But what I don't know, if you're you're running for office, have you seen any numbers that tell you uh, the numbers are changing? Are you seeing a lot of people come in from California, come in from other states that are starting to water down and affect the final numbers, which will affect your chances? Are you seeing a change? Oh, yeah. We,
11: we've 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 we've. I, I remember even seeing numbers back in 2015 that there were somewhere around 7,000 businesses left California, and 80% of them went to Texas. I mean, that just alone, I mean, there, there, that's been going on for some time, and, and Texas has – I mean, some of the – especially not so much in uh, more rural parts of Texas, but definitely in Austin – and uh it's in Dallas it's 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 become much more liberal um and and there i think really what kind of happened is that a lot of loud california voices came here and the like the conservatives don't didn't seem to vote that much i mean i was looking at the the numbers from previous elections in like my district and some of the others it it was more that there wasn't a big turnout the conservatives just didn't turn out, and and I think it could be maybe the, the candidate didn't excite them, or you know they just didn't think they think oh it's you know it's Texas, it's, <laughs> well we're going to send a, a Democrat to Congress from Texas. I know it sounds laughable, but yeah it's been happening quite a bit, and you know we're guilty for some of the worst ones out there, um, you know you know down in Houston and Austin I mean can be uh, very you know liberal hotbeds, uh, but you know they, you, I think that think- enough.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you explain, Austin, how liberal it is? I mean, it, you know, I was there not too long ago, and I, I mean, obviously, I see what the demographic is there. A lot of the young, artsy kind of people, and even Dallas now is kind of mm-hmm. in the middle. I mean, it's turning more liberal. I mean, how do, you, how do you explain this? I I,
11: I think that it's just been a slow, uh, kind of a slow thing that, you know, the... But I think that really, I think we're going to see a change coming here soon. I think that enough... Is going on overall, and, and, and people are like Texans are starting to wake up. The, 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 mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that there is a there is a red wave coming through Texas, and yeah. uh, you know with with the right candidates, because some of these some of these Democrats a- haven't been challenged in in quite some time, right. and right. they think they're going to win because the, oh I won big over last guy. You know, and and they they became confident that the DNC political machine was going to carry them through, and I think with the right people running against them, we can really make the difference. I mean, I I know there's some states like you're saying, you know, I, I still think there's hope for some Pennsylvania, but I mean, they're they're not really going to get many Republicans from New York. I uh, I don't think that we could count on that. It's not like it's going to be an all red Congress, but um, I I think that I think Texas can do a lot better than it has. Uh, with some of the, you know, we'll say, for lack of a better term, swamp rats um, that have come to to Washington. But uh, I definitely think that the the atmosphere is such that I think that the right, right. candidates running on an actual platform to, to fix these problems that are affecting Texans and affecting all Americans, yep. then they've got a legitimate yep. shot. But, I mean, it's, it's still an uphill battle. Right, right. right. Uh, Eric, go ahead.
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually lived in uh, Keller for six years. I used to own Austin Uh So we're actually one of the odd birds that went from California to Texas back to California. So, um, <laughs> but, but I, obviously UT Texas is a liberal, you know, any major university anymore is, is going to start to pour out more of a democratic socialist type of environment. And then you have high tech down there in Austin. And, but yeah, the Metroplex was definitely changing when I was there, I think they they forecasted a million more people were going to move into Alito to that you know um Burleson all the way up there so what what's the what's it do you still feel like that that district you're looking to run in is that still pretty conservative or or do you see pockets obviously Dallas is liberal, but I mean south of Fort Worth and west of fort worth and and uh, Arlington that area is that still pretty conservative enough to to get you in
11: there oh. Um, it's been blue the last you know couple of. This wasn't we we didn't just lose the seat. It's been blue since it became a district after the 2010 uh, census. So it's it's been oh, okay. decently liberal, but but I honestly think I mean from what I've been seeing, and and not just just my district, but just all the blue districts that are out there. I mean, we're seeing such a huge outpour for President Trump. I mean Latinos for Trump is a huge movement. You know, the 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 Blexit that, that that's that's happened, the the hashtag walk away. I mean, I think enough people are starting to wake up and I, I really think that any candidate running would be really remiss if they didn't try to reach out to the, the millennials. I know they get they get written off a lot that oh, you know, millennials don't care about politics. <laughs> we do we do. We do. We just got tired of you know constantly hearing from our more liberal friends and colleagues. You know, what I mean, all the just we just yeah. stop. It was almost like we can't argue with you, so we're just gonna you know not say anything. And they got kind of in a, in a a rut, I guess, or not not feeling like they they needed to. But I think enough of them are starting to realize, you know, especially as they've started to get into the real world and have jobs and have families, they're starting to see what's going on. And they're like, hey, that's not—I don't—that's not what I agree with, you know. They're—they're they're hearing, you know, the the hate-filled rhetoric coming from the Democratic Party, and you know, the massive turnaround our economy is seeing, and how much—I mean, people's lives are better under President Trump. I, I think anybody with any any kind of data or any kind of objective, you know, look at the society would say that. And so I think that it's not so much that it's a conservative district that can carry me. I think. I think with the with the right message and you know, a message of look, this is what we're these are solutions we're gonna enact to fix these problems. Not more promises or, or or empty speech. It it needs to be here's how we're gonna get this done. You know, this this is my plan. I mean, you know, obviously things you never get everything you want, but I mean, if you have a strong platform and you really believe in what you're doing and you know realize that you need to consult with ex- experts. I mean, since I made the decision to run, I've been on the phone pretty much nonstop with with uh, like oil and gas executives I know, hospital executives I know, physicians right. I know, just as many experts as I can talk to and get their thoughts on. Right. Hey, what what do you think is really holding back Texas oil in, in you know independence and energy independence? You know, what do you really think the problems that that you know rural hospitals are facing right now? And getting ca- patients care, like what, what? I mean, I I want to hear what these problems are because if I don't fully understand the problem, I can't possibly come up with the solution. But you know, if you believe in what you're doing and believe in why you're doing it, then I think that we really can fix this, you know, mess that we're in. You know, right. that previous, uh, you know, previous congresses and and previous governments and and, and administrations have have kind of got us into. And I know President Trump has done just amazing things. I mean I tell you, if, if he hadn't won and and done all the hard work the last two years, you know, I, I don't think yeah. I would have been brave enough to run. I mean, I, as it is, I you know, I'm already getting, you know, uh, you know, opposition from, you know people on social media and things like that, just like, oh, you know, just and, and, and lots of, you know, hate there and stuff like that, which is fine, you expect that kind of stuff. But I mean yeah. if that's the toned down like the twenty sixteen temperature politically was like stifling. I mean right. it, it was it was uncomfortable. I mean yes we've gotten much more radical in the last the or at least the left has gotten much more radical in the last you know two years yeah. but you yeah. know the the just the environment like you, you almost didn't think like okay you know just don't say anything and hopefully they won't realize that you're not corrupt. Um, but, you know, obviously that, that, that's changed a lot. I know they do. I know that they're, they're doing a lot to, you know, investigate the Pfizer abuses and, and things like that. And, and how the, the Russia gate even happened in the first place. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of that corruption and, and, and things that is being dealt with, you know, so it's, it's, it makes it an actual environment for Congressmen to and Congresswomen to go there to Washington and actually fix things. You know, the swamp's been cleaned up enough that we can maybe actually start to build something now. Yeah, Yeah, still probably a lot more cleanup to do, though.
7: (laughs) Yeah, Sam, Sam, go ahead. Well, cleaning up Congress that would really be uh, something to look forward to, but I think before (laughs) that's possible, we have to clean up the media, because unfortunately, we have people these days that are program to listen and take in instead of have objective thinking i mean it it amazes me like they're saying the president's tweets were racist the media can say anything it wants and about 80 i'd say about 95 percent of the democrats at least or non-informed people will just take it for face value you know when i was a kid i used to believe that my passed in a paper, the independent Star news, or when I watched the local news, I accepted everything as being truth. I believed it was truth. And, I, and and it's amazing to me that at that same time, I was feeling sorry for people in the Soviet Union because I believed they were getting propaganda. Now today, in the 21st century, I have to filter through everything because these people were unabashedly just... Lie after lie or as the president Like to say fake news <clears throat> And their, their pull On people are so strong That most folks will not even Take the time to question it So I think You know yeah we have A corrupt government in many ways And we have stupid citizens In many ways And uh, the media is supposed to be the referee But these folks Are not giving us the unbiased information for us to evaluate and make a determination they have yeah. taken one and what the system already in line
8: sorry
1: hey sorry you're back you got muted for one second my bad I actually hit the wrong button
7: go ahead sorry okay I don't know where I got cut off at uh, it was just literally like five seconds ago oh okay well, like I was saying, you know, with the media against us and, and the educational system lockstep with liberalism, I mean, you know, we're, we're up against a wall. We have to continue, yeah. just like platforms like yours and, and other conservatives have to just keep hammering away, and we have to keep exposing the media for their hypocrisy and their lack of, of honesty, and hopefully one day either shame them or break them or something to help the American yeah. people turn around and figure out how how to think for themselves.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Real quick, I do. Go, I'm going to go right back to. I'm going to go to Todd real quick. Oh wait, no. Um, I'm going to introduce Todd right after the commercial. But I do got to go to uh, Mr. Kennedy. Go ahead, and then I'll go right back to uh, Rich. But uh, go ahead, Mr.
8: Kennedy. What are your thoughts?
5: commercial.
8: Yeah, you know, I, I just want to say I, I hand it to our congressmen along the border states. I do think I do believe immigration is going to be the, the, the main topic as we head into the 2020 election. Um, I, I had written a blog recently on my website about Charity Begins at Home, America First. And I had done some research, and I was astounded to see, you know, the homelessness that we have in America. You know, some I had found some numbers, 37,000 veterans experiencing homelessness at one given time. And my thought has always been Charity Begins at Home. You can't have a strong country if you don't take care of your own first. That's not insensitive but you can't help the. What made us the greatest country in the world? One of the things is that we we were we were born out of Judeo-Christian values. This country was. It was based on that. And we've had the we are, we our country has been one of the most giving, uh, charitable countries in the world. But if we allow open borders, we're allowing all, and just allowing anyone. No, no merit system whatsoever, all kinds of cultures to, to come into our country. It waters down our base of what this country was, was made founded on, and it weakens us. And this is – the you know, Democrats, they, they, they think with emotion rather than logic. And so what I say is going to sound – it's going to be racist, of course, and it's going to be – but it's logic. It's logical. And we can't be a strong country and do as much as we have done for the world – if we allow open borders, we have to have our sovereignty. I'm curious what are what so I'm, my question is, is. You know, what are our congressmen along our border states? What's the plan of action as we had You know, I know the wall. You know, Trump keeps talking about the wall, but I haven't really heard a lot on that recently. And I'm just kind of curious at what the act plan of action is over the next few months.
10: Rich, I want you to
1: I want you to answer, but we do got about a minute until we got to go to the commercial, so I'll let you answer, and then we got
10: to close gotcha. out.
11: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I I I do know that the 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 wall is being built. Uh, obviously, we need to get more funding passed for the wall uh, for our law enforcement at the border. You know, basically give them whatever they need so they can hold back this tidal wave of of immigration that we're facing because it is an absolute onslaught that that they, that they are dealing with. While we get Im- the incentives taken away, because if we take away the incentives to come here and right. like let them know, like, hey, if you come here, you will be deported. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come here legally, if you come here through a legal point of entry and have a legitimate asylum claim, you will be heard. You will be, you know, you will get right. your day in court. But if you come here illegally, you know, if you, you and by forcing them by having a wall by forcing them through our legal points of entry, it makes it a lot right. easier to kind of keep track of who's coming coming through. Um, but I really think that we need to take the incentives away for for people to come mm-hmm. here because they they know if they come here they get they get free food, they get free health care, they get a place yeah. to sleep, you know they're 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 what they're leaving with the 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 fascism, I mean sorry I mean socialism in in South America. And, and other parts of the world mm-hmm. that they're coming from, is is this is this is like being put in a detention facility by ICE and treated pretty well, is is like a vacation compared to what, yeah. what a lot of them are fleeing, and and their and their their countries are horrible, but they need to fix their countries. They need to not flee here. They yeah. just need to fix their countries. I mean, I know that's saying something, and, and is a lot easier said than done. But I mean you know there's corruption there that needs to be yeah. dealt with like you're not going to deal with that by running here because right. of corruption so i mean it, you know it's 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 really just taking the incentives away and then getting you know getting our you know a, a better way for people to come here legally the people that want to do it the right way you know i i right. Right. mentioned meritism i'm a all for that question. i think that's okay no problem
1: no no absolutely no but i we we agree with your stance please tell everybody where they can connect with you and uh you know Visit, obviously, your your campaign site, all that good stuff, obviously, your Twitter.
11: Yeah, so my my campaign site will be launching soon. Um, We're, uh, you know, trying to uh, start with a bang, uh, if you will, but uh, follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at Helms for Congress, so that's H-E-L-M-S, number four, and then Congress, and uh, you follow me there, uh, I'll make a big announcement when the site drops uh and probably be within the next you know few weeks here um but uh you know ready to go ready to to get get this at least my seat flipped I, and I'll do whatever I can to help get the other one flipped but uh you know if, yeah. if you are in Texas or anywhere you know please get out and vote talk to people tell them what's going on we can we can flip the vote you know flip the house and and actually give trump some backup uh, in washington perfect. for a change sure. perfect looking forward to it well we'll have you back soon thank you rich
2: Thank you.
1: We'll be right back, everybody.
2: Would you know what to do
9: in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyrace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyrace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at Skyraysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682.
1: Hello everybody, this is Rory Soder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else, and all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your
2: free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello everybody. This is Rory
1: Soder from the Rory Soder show. Please visit the donaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else and best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use MEGA45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit the thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you.
0: Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind the scenes production, everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production.
1: And we are back coast to coast worldwide, listened to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24/7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site the Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, USA.com. And remember, in about a month, we will be launching the new media site where we will be having many notable guests doing their own shows. It will be a 24/7 network, and uh, people from overseas and here, obviously in the U.S., uh, will be doing all their own shows. And uh, the faces of the network will be America's toughest sheriff, Joe Arpaio. As well as the head of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer. Very excited to release this project, and uh, we'll keep you everybody updated. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. uh, We have right now a retired Army paratrooper, Iraq and Afghanistan vet, activist, White House military office in 2020 Tennessee U.S. House candidate, Todd A. McKinley. How are you, my friend?
10: Good. How are you, Rory? Good to see you or talk to you again, rather. Well, yeah, it's good to
1: talk to you too. Sorry about the delay. The show has been all over the place tonight. Um, my bad. Uh, I do apologize for that. But I do want to. I do want to. Obviously, a lot to
10: talk about. What What's going on lately with your campaign? How's How's the uh, everything going? Oh, we're going okay so far. We've uh, not officially announced, so not not an official candidate yet uh working on it. We're, we're working on a fundraising at the moment. I uh, have an opportunity to go to, to the border on August 9th down in Arizona, uh, down in Cochise County. We're going to go get a nice briefing from law enforcement and do a border tour. And that night we have a, a, a an event, I believe, in Arizona's 2nd District uh, with some folks that are down there. I think Brandon Martin, who's a veteran running for Congress, uh, has invited me down. There's several other veterans that are going to be coming down. I believe uh, Colonel Buzz Patterson out of California is going to be coming down, and several others, um, hoping to meet up with those guys and get a, get the full tour and get the rundown of what's going on at the border, and uh, you know, basically work to build the wall and, and secure our borders.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean that's that's the that's the number one priority. I'll tell you. And uh, what what uh, what what is the latest with um, in terms of, you know, who you're running against? Do you know yet, or, you know, what,
10: what, what the deal with that is? Yes. Yeah, so right now we're looking at, um, you know, we're planning for, hoping for, and, and believe it's going to be an open seat. As far as who we're going to run against, you know, it's anybody's guess at this point. It's anybody's game. Um, right. You know, it, it, it honestly, to, to us, it doesn't matter because we're going to, you know, stick to our message, uh, which is, you know, common sense conservatism. Uh, stick to yeah. the facts get behind the get behind the president and, and and also listen to the people that we represent in northeast tennessee uh you know go to washington dc and do what they want us to do 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 their bidding and which is what a representative should do absolutely and, and are you're are you the favorite at this point in your party in tennessee <laughs> i i i would love to say that i'm the, I'm the favorite I, I i would love that but you know what i i i, I I think that would be too arrogant, in my opinion. I would never think say that, even if even if the poll numbers showed me at a hundred percent approval rating or hundred percent likely right. voting, uh, you know, rating. I would never say that. That's to me, that's just arrogant. Uh, I'd like yeah. to go out and earn every vote that I get. You know, meet as many people yeah. as possible. I think I think if that were the case, we I would be resting on my laurels, and and I'd never want to do that. How many How many people are you running against in your in, in the party? You know, uh, like I said, uh, no one else has declared anything yet. Uh, oh, okay. The, the inc- yeah. So the incumbent has yet to uh, officially come out and say that he is not running. Uh, so, right. Uh, I'm ninety. It's, we're at ninety nine point nine 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 at infinity, uh, sure that he is not going to be running again. But you know, it's it's that fraction of a of a, ch- a percentage point that he could say, I'm going to go ahead and run again. But uh, there's a few people that we've talked to that that you know have given us several names that that have um you know that are likely candidates if you will. Uh, a few we've been able to eliminate, but there's a few that are kind of out there. But a lot of them have a lot more negatives than they do positives, you know, against them. So we're not necessarily worried about them too much. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're going to run our race, run our race, be honest, uh, you know, stick to our guns and talk talk issues and talk about what people want to uh, see in their representative and. I think we'll be successful come next August when the primary is held. How
1: has the incubant, how has he done? Has he done okay or has he done a poor job?
10: No, you know what? I I, I wouldn't you know, bash the job that he's done necessarily. Uh, I mean, he, he's done some good things, um, you know, but, it, but, it, but it's time to move on. It's uh, you know he's mid mid 70s, late 70s now. He had promised five terms. He and of course last last term he uh, lied about that basically to say he lied, and ran for a sixth term and was elected. Um, you know, and I think that's part of what's wrong with Washington D.C. is career politicians thinking that the seat belongs to them and it doesn't. It belongs to the people that they represent, uh, re- regardless of their party. Uh, and of course, you know, he, so he's lied lied about that. He's lied about a few other things, but. In, in, in the long run, or excuse me, if I look at his whole career in Washington D.C. and I hate to say career, but his entire his <laughs> entire time in Washington D.C., I, I would I would give him a you know a favorable approval rating in my opinion. Um, you know I think we can do better uh, at this point, but at, at the end of the day, I, I would say that he's you know pretty fair, um, but but certainly he could be better. Yeah
1: no no absolutely no no I hear you and uh, so with. With
5: the
10: situation down there, how is the economy in Tennessee? Uh, the economy actually is pretty good in Tennessee. You know, like we like we, we don't have a state income tax, and uh, you know taxes are fairly low. Uh, cost of living is fairly mm-hmm. low. Uh, you know, we've got a, a great governor, Bill Lee, He's done an awesome job. I was actually just had a dinner with him on Tuesday night, and about three hundred plus other Republicans here in my my home county of Sullivan County. Uh, you know, so I th- I think he's doing doing a fair job. Um, you know, there's there's a few few state reps and few, uh state state senators I I would like to see changed out. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I think you know, at the state level we're doing pretty fair. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that comes down from Washington that's crushing crushing the you know the middle class, the working class, and of course the you know the working poor in this state. That that if we could get Washington that big monkey off of our back, if you will, we we doing all right. And what what areas does your Uh, your your district what
1: areas does it cover
10: yes so we are what is called northeast tennessee so we are basically right below virginia just just to the left or west of north carolina right there that little that little point uh as you come across from virginia if you if you know 81 interstate 81 as you drive down and once, once you come across the border that's that's my district all the way down to right up to Knoxville, Knox, near Knox County. Uh we hit Sevier County which if people know Dollywood and Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge all that, that's part of the 1st Congressional District. Right. So okay. it's, it's a pretty okay. it's a yeah. Pretty, per, per, yeah. Pretty wide area. pretty large area. Yeah. Pretty pretty large area to be honest with you. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of counties, a lot of landmass. Uh you know, so a lot of area to cover, but we don't mind covering it, you know, because it's worth it. At the end of the day, it's about getting getting to Washington D.C. and talking to uh, talking to people and, and delivering their message to Washington D.C. saying enough is enough, and uh, you know you've had your time, and you know we're gonna we're gonna push back at this point. We're fighting back. And what
1: what are the three what are the three biggest problems that you see facing your area
10: that you would change right when you got on to, got into office? You know, so 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 there's many problems, obviously, and I always say that now, to, to pick three out would be, you know, it's not necessarily the hard, hardest thing to do, but education is a big deal. Uh, educa- education, as far as technical training, you know, um, uh, vocational training, uh, technical more certifications school. is a big de- trade schools. It's a big deal. Um, you know, I'd love to see more of that at the middle middle schools, high school, and especially, you know, the, the 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 college level. You know, so so people can get educated. Uh, you know, an educated workforce is always, like I always say, is an employable workforce. Uh, mm-hmm. Jobs aren't going to come to this area. Manufacturing's not going to come to this area if we don't have an employable workforce. Uh, so that that would that that would be a big thing. Uh, another thing, you know, is is dr- drug abuse, drug addiction, things like that. The opioid crisis. Uh, we have a lot of problems with meth, things of that nature. I'd love to see, you know, somebody actually tackle this and work on it, you know, head on. So that's that's probably the second thing, and and a third thing would be jobs. You know, people, you know, they always say it's the economy stupid, and or jobs, jobs, jobs. Uh, again, jobs would come to this area if we if we have an employ uh, education. Excuse me, uh, educated workforce. So education goes in hand in hand with with jobs. If we can get people educated, we can get the jobs to this area.
1: Well, yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely, absolutely, and you know, so. So you
10: would say education, jobs, and then you said one other one. Yeah. So, the, yeah, opioid drug addiction, things like that, uh, drug abuse. That's that's a major problem in this area, and I think I think it kind of ties in with uh, with jobs as well, because if there's you know the lack of jobs, people turn to other things, the, the alternative economy, if you will, and of course it's easy to escape your problems with with drugs and things of that nature, and of course it just spirals out of control. Uh, I, th- I think if we have good paying jobs you know you you would see probably less of that uh and at the, at the end of the day uh healthcare is, is another problem in this area healthcare crisis uh which also ties in with drugs as well so that would be kind of like the fourth thing if you will uh and not necessarily the fourth of it in importance you know i think Whenever you talk about issues it varies from person to person you know somebody that 's unemployed that may be their the biggest problem is jobs somebody that doesn 't have an education that can 't get a job education is probably their biggest problem. Uh, people who have health care problems or or that have no health insurance things like that that 's probably their biggest problem so I think you know rating a problem you know top to bottom one through whatever it it matters to to the various individuals, so you know tackling them all I think at the same time. Uh, on an even playing field is, is what we can do in Washington D.C. Working with, you know, 400 some odd members of the House and 100 senators, I think we can actually get things done. It's just a matter of actually saying, "Hey, I want to get these things, these things done for the American people because I was sent here to do a job." And we don't see that well. Uh, uh, we don't see that enough in D.C. Absolutely, very well said, now, Dr.
1: Branch, Go ahead.
4: Doctor Branch, go ahead.
1: Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, not really. Now you're good. Now you're good.
4: Hello. Yeah, yeah go ahead, good. sir. Yeah, first of all, I, I, welcome back to the show. It's really great to talk to you again. I, I, I wish you would announce that you're running. Um, you know, you have a lot of great things to say. Uh, you need to give us a, a, a an invite uh, when you come down to the border uh, because that's in our home state here, and we'd like to see you and Absolutely. support you um you know regarding education now i you know i just ran for superintendent of public instruction for the state of arizona one of our biggest problems that we have are federal mandates on our education system because the constitution in arizona allows for local control in other words you know you want to start your school up in your local area you can however as soon as we get federal mandates on education um that cripples uh, what we have in our state's uh, constitution, because the any money that comes into the state uh, has mandates on it. You know, what are your thoughts on that as well? Um, and, you know, I know that you're saying education. To me, education is the biggest problem in Arizona as well. However, I want the federal government out of state education so that we could educate our citizens uh, much better. And that's what I'm looking to do. So, I'd uh, like your opinion on that
10: yep good 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 thought there doctor you know I, there's nothing in the constitution that says the federal government has anything to do with education i believe you know the department of education was set up during jimmy carter's day uh to try to sway basically the teachers unions uh so i'd like to get, see the the federal department of education go away completely and i i don't remember what their most recent budget is but it's you know probably around 90 billion at the federal level uh, basically, that's money that, that flows away from states and local levels. Uh, that goes to Washington D.C. so that some bureaucrat and some maybe some legislators can cook up something that they can push back down to the states to have more control and more say. So I'd like to see I'd like to see us get rid of that altogether, and, and love love to see that money go back to the states and let them administer it as best they know how.
4: Exactly, and well, actually, uh, K twelve is is around what you said. However, if you include universities. You're looking at over 200 billion, and uh, that's a big problem that we have because you know what's happening on our. And I'm a college professor, and uh, you know I'll be the first to say that the money is not being spent wisely in in, in our in our universities. But we're also, you know, tailoring uh, you know uh, our graduates with over thirty six thousand dollars of of student loan debt. And to me, yeah. that's wrong as well. So the federal government needs to get out of state education. So 100% yeah, with you. Sir. Get rid of the federal government. And Eric, go ahead.
6: Yeah, Hey, welcome to the show. And I actually agree with you 100%. I did a, a speech a couple nights ago, and I'm, I, one of my top two pillars for fixing America is getting rid of the Department of Education. And I think it's been a disaster. It's, a, it's like a Marxist portal. To all of the kids in the country at the same time, and it has to be stopped. So, I'm glad you're hearing that. Do, you, do you, as you're as you're talking to people. Do you, do you feel like that's a top priority too, or is it? Are most people just interested in fixing education, not really uh, getting the federal money out of it? Are they? Are, are people too dependent on federal money to 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 get them out of their education locally?
10: Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people that are active. That this is some of their issues, if you will but there's a lot of people that just don't understand, you know, the the difference between federal money, state money or local money. They just don't they don't see the difference. They just want they see a broken education system at the local level. They see their school's not teaching the right things. They see a lot of kids failing. Um you know, so they don't they don't really necessarily understand where the money's coming from and how it affects them. Uh so when, whenever you start talking to some of them, you know, they it kind of they kind of gloss over whenever they're looking at you. Um, so I think it's a matter of educating them as to where the money's coming from, how it affects their education, how it affects their kids' education, and how it how it's important to, to push education to the local level, the local school boards, where the parent can have more of a say whenever they go, whenever there's an issue. Um, you know, so if, if you're talking about somebody in Washington D.C. at the federal federal level. Uh, the people at this in my area are not going to ever see these people. They're not answerable to those individuals. Uh, the local, local department of education is answerable to them. Uh, but they can only do so much, uh, especially if there's, their hands are tied by the, the federal level and the state level.
5: Uh,
10: Mike, go ahead.
9: Command Sergeant major. Command Sergeant major. I'd like to thank you for your service. I'd like to say uh, thank you for your I, service I, to our I, country.
10: Thank you, sir. Well I wish I was a sergeant major. I retired as a sergeant first class, but uh Well okay, I because I saw on
9: here that it's you had listed on your background, C S M. And it said command no, sergeant major it, it, in here on the on a so not on I said well he must I, have gone I, I, to sure. he, Yeah, he must I have wish. gone to Sergeant Major <laughs> school. Oh, okay. Well it said <laughs> no, that you were a COR. It said you were uh, also a COR. Yeah, so you're still regardless, your your service record is impressive that I'm looking at here, um, and thank you very much for your service, And but I really hope we need more people, we need more veterans to get active and to get into politics, and I think that would be great, especially on my end. Uh, I, I would love to see it because it says that you were involved in contracting as a COR. Is that true? Do yeah, they have that much right yeah, on here?
10: Yeah, contracting officer representative, that's what a COR is, mm-hmm. yeah.
9: Right. Yes, I know. I'm a government contractor. Okay. Yes, uh, we talked before. I think. Uh, yep. Yep. I've had my DUNS number and all that for years. Yep. And uh, Oh so, yeah. You're, no, you're no, I saw that listed. Right? No, yeah. So and and we need common sense in there. So it would be great to have you in in office. And I really hope everything goes well for you. And and as I said, thank you very much for your service to our country.
10: Thank you, sir. I appreciate
1: Absolutely.
9: it. God bless.
1: Thank you. Um. So we do, we do have to go here in the next couple minutes. I, I will give
7: uh, – Sam, go ahead. If you have a quick thought, go ahead. Well, the only quick thought I have is, uh, pertaining to education is uh, we need to go back to that old 60s line of giving the power to the people, and we need to have vouchers for the parents. That will change yep. it, not necessarily the local school board, because they can be corrupt as well. But if parents have control – over their children, which they should, and the money that's being spent on them, then things will happen. Yes, sir. No, <laughs>
10: well, I agree. Yeah, and that's that's one. Yep, yeah, that's so one ahead. thing that I, I I talked about in 2018, and that's one thing I continue to talk about and believe in. Uh, if if a school is failing your kid or a local a, a, a local board of education is failing your kids, you should be able to take them somewhere else. And the money you pay in taxes should be able to follow your kids somewhere else, uh, so you could spend uh, on your kids' education. You shouldn't be necessarily stuck uh, because of your zip code in a failing school. I think you should be able to take that money elsewhere and get a good education for your kid. I believe in that. That's a good idea.
1: Absolutely, very well said. Well, um, Todd, Todd, I apologize for not getting you on for
10: you know a lot of time
1: tonight, but uh, I want to get oh, you back that's all on. Oh, alright. You know, I, I want to get you back on either next week or the week after so we can give you some more time, maybe get you on for about 45 minutes to an hour because there's definitely a lot yes, more sure. to discuss, but um, I was going to ask you, oh, please tell everybody where they can communicate with you.
10: Yes, certainly. It's at Todd at Todd for house. So uh, www.toddforhouse.com. That's T O D D the number four, H O U S com. And if you feel, if you feel compelled to donate, there's two donate buttons on there. Uh, they both both are linked to the same website, so you can go donate securely to us. Uh, any amount would certainly help us out, especially especially before we get ready to launch here in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at toddforhouse.com. That's or excuse me at toddforhouse, T-O-D-D the number four H-O-U-S-C. Uh, again, go to the website if you like what you see. Donate and also follow us on Twitter. Uh more to follow on when we, when and where we're gonna actually announce, but it's coming within the next few weeks. So I can tell you that we're gonna do it officially. We're gonna do it the right way.
1: Excellent. Sounds good, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
10: I appreciate it. Thanks, Roy. Take care, guys.
1: Absolutely. Uh Dr. Branch, go ahead.
4: Yes. Hi everybody. This is Dr. Branch. Uh
2: DrBranch dot BobBranch.com. Thank you for and look forward to show up. sounds good thank you Dr. Branch uh, Sam tell everybody where they can communicate with you where
7: well, they can reach me at twitter at, at Samuel Tolley, T-O-L-L-E-Y or Samuel Tolly on Facebook or YouTube
1: sounds good
7: uh,
1: Eric tell everybody where they can communicate with you you can get a hold
6: of me on my social media platform, MAGA, M-A-G-A com. Just follow the informant show. That is my talk show that is on Monday through Friday on mojo 50com com, 11 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. And then Mr. Kennedy, please tell everybody where they can communicate with you.
8: Absolutely. So on Twitter, it is at ArchKennedy, and it's pretty easy by website that I've uh, Uh, My blog website is archkennedy.com, and I really enjoyed uh, meeting and talking to you guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. We'll have you back again soon, my friend. Thank you so much. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. I want to thank all my audience, my guests, my co-hosts and sponsors. You guys are all incredible. Now The show is listened to in 24 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms
0: just keeps getting more
1: and more powerful everybody we got so many great episodes for you coming next week i hope you all have a fantastic weekend i'm rory sodder mega 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 god bless everybody
8: cheers